3: Real ghost stories online.
1: When you think of a hand that just kind of moves all around on its own, of course, you think of uh, uh, the Adams family and, and Thing, right? But d- does that exist in real life? It, do people have things like that that actually happen? Just just a hand walking around? Maybe not quite as verbatim as to Adams family, but a shadow hand. This thing that people see that appears to be the hand of something. Moving around their house, what on earth could that be? Are you seeing things? Are you having a breakdown? I mean, what's going on that you're seeing these these sort of things? Oh, wait. Look what the uh, neighbors found in the backyard. A severed hand. The ghost of the hand? What exactly is this? Why is this thing making its appearance to a family and terrifying? What sort of message is trying to be sent? And why is that only the hand that's showing up? It's a question we're going to have to ask in our next story. Take a listen. It was when we first moved into our new house. I'm 27 now was not an old house. The subdivision was new. Every single house was newly built. Each looks the same as with any low-cost housing places here in the Philippines. But at the time, only three families lived in our streets. The other houses were empty. The first scare that I had was when I was six. It was nighttime. I was singing with my face plastered on the window glass, like to make faces on the glass back then. With my cousin laughing at me while she was sitting on my right side. We are in the middle of our playing until this impossibly pale white hand stained with wet soil and patches of green like moss growing on a rock grabbed at me. I grabbed at one of the metal bars on the window. We added those for protection against burglars. Instinctively, I pushed myself away from the window but kept staring at the hand, slowly inching away from the window without taking my eyes off it. In my peripheral vision, my cousin was frozen in place, clutching at her rainbow Brita doll. Or was it the little twin stars? I can't really remember. When I finally let go of the railing, my cousin and I screamed and we ran towards the living room. We found mom and my aunt watching TV and they looked over at us sternly because we were noisy. When I was a kid, I was afraid of mom, so I knew better and kept my mouth shut. However, my cousin was already tugging at my aunt's blouse and she's trying to describe what we saw. Mom said in a stern voice, you girls better quit that right now or I'll let you sleep outside with a dog. We told you to go to sleep. It came to you because you don't obey your parents. We went to bed without question and covered ourselves with blankets, afraid it might come for us again. After a few days, we suddenly had snakes. Yes, real live snakes. Inside the house and in the yard. We did not have men in the house, so we called the village guard to kill it for us. The next day, we had a whole army of ants crawling all over the house. Interestingly, though, they were unlike any group of ants. They did not destroy anything. Of course, there are occasional dead ants on the toilet bowl water. But other than that, they did not destroy anything, which is weird because an army of ants will eat everything it can chew on if it's in their path. More days passed after that incident. I finally got over the fear in my head, but deep inside, I knew it was not just mom summoning something to scare us. That afternoon, I was playing with my neighbors and neighbor's maid. I can't remember who suddenly screamed, and we stopped in our tracks, not moving, just looking at the general direction of the voice. The adults went out of the house, and the dads went into the house, where they heard the scream to investigate. My friend's mom told us to get inside their house gate and stay in the yard. After a few minutes, we learned that they discovered a part of a dismembered body in the huge, empty lot behind our neighbor's house. I'm not going to give out the case name since our village was on the news and I'm sure no one would appreciate any more unwanted attention. And guess what body part it was? I felt all the hairs in my body stand on end as I suddenly remembered that night in vivid detail. The hand clutching tightly on the metal bar by my bedroom window. My friend's mom probably noticed how pale I was so she held me with my head on her tummy and she Reprimanded the grown-ups, who were talking out loud about it. Soon police were swarming the area with gadgets and their gloved hands. A few more minutes, a few police and, and media were in our village. Huge cameras dangling from a cord around their necks and notebooks in hand. I couldn't even go home that night. Even our maid did not want to be alone inside the house, so we stayed outside for a long time until finally deciding to go home. Because mom will be home from work soon and she needs to get dinner prepared. Well, I need to do my homework. I usually do my homework in my room. But at that time, that was out of the question. A few years passed. If I remember correctly, I was eight or nine years old at the time. My aunt had a fight with her husband and she needed to spend the night with us. Our maid agreed to let my aunt sleep in her room for the night and she'll just share the bed with me. That night, we were sleeping in the room when I was woken up by a scream. It was our maid. Of course, it scared the hell out of me and I ran to her side. She was looking out the window. We saw a shadow of a hand waving at us behind a curtain as soon as i saw it it was gone i would not deny the fact that every hair of my body stood on end and i was still staring at the window in disbelief half expecting that the hand would come back and smash through the window or kill both of us it did not help that i remembered that dismembered hand of the lady they found a few years back and her vengeful spirit might be coming back for us but it never happened after a while, my mom and sister came into the room asking what the scream was about, what happened. We told the story. My mom acknowledged it but did not dwell on it. She just told us to ignore it. Even more years passed and I was in college. A lot of things had happened and this was a time when I finally found my long-lost father. He went away and was never heard of until I was 17. One night I was so tired that I just passed out in my room, still in my school uniform, Then I had a dream, there was this girl in a beautiful white bridal gown, her left hand on her side and her right were holding a bouquet of flowers, however she was lying in some sort of flower box, and she looked very much like a mummified body in a gown, withered bony skin. In my dream that flowered box was right outside my window, so I looked over the window, saw my dad crying by her feet, and he had his hand on one of her shoes. I asked Dad, why are you crying? He cried even louder. I looked over at the bouquet. I noticed the lady's hand move as if she were stretching the fingers holding the bouquet. She called to me, No, no, don't go with her, don't go with her. Suddenly her left hand stretched up and tried to reach for me, and my ear was filled with deafening hissing noises, like the sound of a thousand snakes hissing all at the same time. Ironically, I did something that I did not even expect, even in my dream. I flipped her the finger and said, fuck you, I won't go with you. I woke up covered in sweat. My hands clenched in fists, my body tense. I admit, I was so scared. But at the same time, I was laughing at myself for saying something like that in my dream. I immediately looked at my window. and At that time, I was tired of getting scared all the time, so I spoke. Come out if you want to come out. I'm tired of you you have something to settle, then let's settle it now. I have to put up with you for a long enough. If you've got problems, do not bother us because your problem is yours. I don't know what exactly happened to you. I'm sorry it happened to you, but I don't think it's fair to scare people just because you're miserable. If you want to live here, then you're welcome in this house. Just stop scaring us. But nothing came out. The night was still and all I could hear was the slight buzzing of city life. That was the last time I ever saw that hand. I graduated from college, got a great job, and my sister gave birth to a cute little girl. After a few years, my sister and I were able to raise a budget to reconstruct the house to add more space for our growing family. When we had the house reconstructed, my mom was converted into, a, had it converted into a kitchen, and I was relocated to the second floor. However, we still could hear noises in the kitchen every now and then, and this still happens now. Whenever it's time to eat, we'd hear the fridge door open and close, the drawers open as if someone was in the kitchen, and I would just usually say, come, let's eat, whenever I heard it. Sometimes when we're boiling water, the kettle whistles when it boils, so we usually go to the kitchen to turn the stove off. It's a few times that the stove turns off by itself because the whistling stops before we could get anything in there. Also, when my niece was there, there was a time that she looked towards the empty kitchen and asked, auntie, is she your friend? I just said yes. Sometimes my niece is in my mom's room, it's right next to the kitchen. She laughs by herself, and when asked, she said that she was playing with her friend. Then something even more amazing happened. It was a little past noon, and I was at work. I received a call from our neighbors that there was a wildfire in our area. I was so worried because there was no one at home at the time. I not even ask for permission to go home from my boss. I just ran out of the building, started the car, and drove like hell to reach home as soon as I could. I was calling my sister, but she was not picking up because she was on vacation with her little girl and my mom. Arriving at the general area, I could see black arsoned smoke rising in the air. I was in tears. Everything that we had worked for just cannot burn like that. As I drove along the street, I could see houses partially burnt. Good thing that they had someone at home to put the fire out. I had this sinking feeling in my heart at the time. I was ready to accept the fact that everything we owned might be gone. I pulled over, breathing deeply to prepare myself for what I would see when I finally looked up. The house was unscathed. There was water dripping from the roof and the ground was wet like there was some sort of heavy rain, but the hose was neatly coiled in the corner. I could not describe the kind of relief I had that. Went to my neighbor's houses and thanked them for taking care of my house and extended my sympathy on the damages to their houses and what they had sustained. They were looking at me oddly and said, We didn't have to touch your house. Your maid was already spraying water all over, so we just minded our own. I stared at them for the longest time. Our maid left since I was 12. We didn't ever have a maid since. I could only think of one person. I turned the keys and entered the house, my head low, and I walked straight into the kitchen and just stood there. I was looking around, knowing that I know she's here. She's listening. Hey, I called it. I know. It was you. It was silent. All I could hear was the chattering of my neighbors outside. I leaned on the sink and spoke again. Thank you. As if to respond to me, the fridge door opened. I admit I was still scared when it happened, but I calmed myself down and accepted her offer. I took some orange juice and bread and took it to the dining table and just said, let's eat. After that incident, I finally got through my mom's mobile phone and told her what happened. She laughed and said, I know you were telling the truth way back then. I just didn't want you to fear them then. It's like seeing an ugly person and getting scared. It's rude. It hurts their feelings. Try to treat them nicely and look at what they do for us. When they got home, my sister admitted she had also seen the s- things that I was seeing, and so did my mom. We talked about our experiences and laughed at ourselves for our reactions. From then on, we were living with our friend at home. Nowadays, she rarely disturbs anyone, as she did before, but we know her presence is there, always guarding, always watching. She did not have a name, so we kind of investigated the case and severed of the severed hand, and gave a fitting name of Lucy. From that point on, our family fondly called her... Lucy. commercial free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories sign up at apple podcast right now and try it for three days free ghost com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories
4: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win
0: no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must have travel shoes have a lighter than air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box.